And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you by Away With Me Travel, the official travel agency of the Disney Dads Podcast and our YDF Media. There's nothing better than traveling to Walt Disney World over the holidays. Right now, we have an amazing offer going on for our Disney Dads family. Tell me a little bit about it, Jamie. I'm so excited to be able to bring this incredible offer to our family, and that is if you book a vacation package now through the end of December 2019, we are giving a complimentary party ticket to either Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party or Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. So contact us for details, and we can get you that incredible offer. Contact us at show at awaywithmetravel.com, and we can't wait to get you to these amazing parties today. And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you courtesy of our Patreon supporters. Want to support the show? Become a Patreon member. Thank you. Thank them. Now enjoy the show. Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Can we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. There's a touch of madness around here. This is Private Investigator Harris. You know, my first encounter with the ghost host was with the Dread family, the murders. I'd like to say I'll solve that case, but I didn't. He did. It was almost like he knew that I I was going to be the one working on it. Like he has this call to me. And now since I've left the department and, and started over, he continually calls me I guess looking looking at the letter that he just gave me I, I knew I knew I would be back here I just hold this letter and I just think about my time on the police force why I left and I can feel his eyes on me I can feel him looking through me almost like he's judging my soul trying to find a place for it perhaps they have selected you to fill our quota he closes the door and walks away and I can't say anything I'm just I don't know what I am I unfold this letter and it reads, Mr. Harris, we have chosen you, but me, I, the ghost host, offer you a choice. But one choice that you do not have is turning back because there is only one way and that's forward. Just as I read that, a large door opens up. Even though the ghost host left, I can still feel him looking at me. I take the letter, I fold it up, and I head through the doors.
You know, there comes a time in, in anybody's life, everybody's life, where they know. They know that this is a defining moment and there's no turning back. As I sit there, a buggy pulls up to me in the hallway. And without even thinking, I just sit down on it. <laughs> As if my day hasn't gotten any weirder. I get a tour of the inside, of the heart of this thing called the Haunted Mansion. The lights go out, lightning flashes, I see pictures change and writing next to me is a bride staring at me. And she has a smile. have a choice. You have a choice, he says to me. I said, what is your name? She tells me Constance. See. Why am I here? she disappears. I'm left sitting here with a perplexed look on my face. Number six. What does that even mean? As the buggy stops and I get out. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Disney Dads Podcast. We're a show that's a little bit about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. And tonight, I'm really excited because we're going to continue our Haunted Mansion uh, exploration. But before we get into that, I want to just say hello to my good buddies because I haven't seen them in a while. Uh, Jason and Justin, my two brothers, I'm so happy to see you. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. It's absolutely been a beautiful day today. Fall is in the air. Guys, uh, we're supposed to get snow this weekend. And yeah, you guys, there you go. We're going to be talking about snow for the next nine months. I don't know so, how. Uh, I don't know how you do it. And then, uh, no but way. today, you know, on the day off, we had the dentist today, and the kids went and got their dental exams. And look, I'm a, I'm a stickler with the teeth, man. I mean, I am on that. And it's like never been a cavity in the house, and I'm, I plan on keeping it that way. So teeth were all looking good, and Parker had his birthday <laughs> the other day. And uh, man, I tell you what, life is good. So I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hankering down. I'm ready to, uh, ready to get into the haunted mansion. So. Let's do this. Justin, how you doing, buddy? So busy here today, man. I got caught up on work. Got a ton of stuff going on. You know, we started to plan the Disneyland trip and where we changed things a little bit. We had to go back and redo. And it's a lot more work because you're doing a lot more quotes instead of one hotel. You're doing four or five hotels at a time. Um, but I did let everyone know that, you know, tomorrow is a big day, a uh, really big day. And I won't be available to, uh, to chat or to... Um, you know, to, to, to answer emails and all that. Tomorrow is, uh, as I like to call it, Katie and Justin's Day of Fun. Uh, and let me tell you how much it annoys her whenever I tell the random people around Charleston as we as we go around. The, and they'll say, hey, how you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. I am celebrating Katie and Justin's Day of Fun uh, day today. I like to call it K&J Day. And, uh, you know, she looks at me. I, I th- she, I, she says it's annoyance. I think it's endearing the way she looks at me. So we'll see. I've seen that. I've seen that look. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I think for Christmas I'm getting your K and J shirt this week, and wear it on your next day. I, I let me tell everybody out there. I want so bad a K and J day of fun. And on the back, I told her the other night, and I, I literally made her cringe. I was like, I just wanted to say, um, an hour with my wife is the only present I ever need. Then you need to put and underneath like, that J K. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she she was like, oh, yuck. And I was like, what? You know, it's just fun. So we're going to go to the movies. We're going to see the Joker in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we're going to go lunch and we go see the Joker. And then we're going to go. We'll come home, see Rye for a minute. And my mom's here, so she's, she'll take care of her. Then we're going to go out to the Mexican restaurant, have some drinks, have some dinner. And then we're going to see Burt Kreischer, uh, the comedian. Cool. Over at the Coliseum over there, so sounds it'll like, be fun, Sounds man. like a fun day. Hey, going back to your Disneyland, I know you're planning a lot of stuff. Um, when, yeah. when are you going to throw out the like the evening for the meet and greet or the day? How, how far out are we going to allow people to plan that? That aren't, that are like maybe on the West Coast that just want to drive in for yeah, the day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it, a couple months before. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Like first getting everybody booked, making sure everybody's settled and, and figured, you know, answering questions to that. And then we'll... Look into those those real details on when we're gonna okay. do that. And we were talking. To, I was talking with Katie the other day. We were like, "Man, where should we do it at?" So we we're talking about a couple different locations that um, we think would work well for everybody. And uh, we'd like to do one outside the parks mm-hmm. because look, some people live in that area. Maybe they don't have an annual pass, or they don't want to pay to go in the park. Um, and then of course we'll do one in inside the parks. So I have the perfect place inside the park. So I'm looking forward to it. It'll be uh, it's gonna be fun, man. It's gonna be a lot of fun to get out there and hands up radiator spring racers. Yeah, yeah, there's a, great, there's a lot of great West Coast people. I'm excited to uh, excited to meet. So yeah, that's why I asked. I was very, I'm very excited for that uh, to meet these people. Hey, hey, can I ask you guys real quick before we get into thing? Uh-huh. And this is just this has nothing to do with anything. How often do you guys dust your house? Um, I got a pretty good filtration system in the house. So like like in the summer in the oh, winter time with the heat going, I re- re- there's yeah. barely any dust because we got great filters. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's I, look. I, I don't want to sound chauvinistic, but that's not my <laughs> that's not my jam, man. That's Rach's jam. Mike, I know you don't, right? No, my housekeepers do. Oh yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Ooh, past the gray poupon. <laughs> sorry. Well, you know, Dude, we, we, we work a, a lot in this house. You know, it's hard we, to maintain we, a clean household. You know, so you right. know, Laura, listen. If, if if I didn't work so much, if Laura didn't work so much, it'd be a different right, story. Right, but right. you know, uh, you know, she puts in a lot of hours too. You know, and um, it it just becomes it, it cuts into our family time, and it's something that we like to budget for, and um, just makes our life a little bit easier. You don't have to. You don't have to explain I, well, to us. You know, I just don't want to. You know, Uncle I, Uncle Scrooge hey, McDuck there. Richie okay. Rich, I'm. I hey, look, look. I'm just. You're you're a better friend than an enemy. We cut. Listen, we cut back on the butler and the chef. So you know, we, we stick with the housekeeping. What can <laughs> Things I have you? been tough. I understand. Um, dude, we have a dog that sheds, and you think you dust, but when you have people coming in town, my, one of my best friends is coming in town this weekend, and you really dust. You find stuff that you're like. Oh my God! How are we alive? Oh, yeah, hundred <laughs> like, percent. It's yeah. just like an inch of dust. Someplace. Listen, man. So, look, it's anyway. you're lived in. I mean, if I was to go to your house, which you know, I've been to your house, yeah. I, the last thing I'm looking at is the dust anywhere on your thing. And I would look down on you if you didn't have a crayon or a Cheerio shoved in your couch. I would actually like you're not even <laughs> it's a real a boiled person. peanut actually in there. <laughs> boiled peanut yes. under the couch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's just how it is, man. You're lived in. Look, uh, it's people come to visit me to visit me, not my house. If you're here to visit my house, it's not for sale. Beat feet. Well, you know, I don't feel too bad either about the dust because there is a house where 999 people live in, and it is extremely dusty, and yet thousands and thousands of people visit it every single day, and that is the Haunted Mansion, and uh, we are continuing, like Mike said earlier, our exploration, the Disney Dads, Stories with the Dads, uh, deep dive into the Haunted Mansion. Um, Guys, when we left off the other night, we had talked about the stretching room and the portraits and the stories behind the portraits. And you know that's that's one of the greatest intros. Do you think the stretching room makes that cue the best cue on Disney property? Because it really is included with the cue. Yeah, I don't even I don't consider that the cue though. I don't. I consider the outside the cue, and I think the, yeah. the actual me personally, uh, you know, I, I mean, I don't know what the actual you know what it is, but the stretch room I actually consider the um, the actual attraction itself. So do I. I. I think once those doors close behind you, once that, you know, maid or matron opens the door and they let you in and they close that door and, you know, step into the dead center of the room. And I just feel like that's when the experience begins. So for the sake of argument, Justin, if I was to say that that was the cue, all right, if we were right. to go down that road, I would say yes, I would agree with you 100%. Yeah, I think, I, I th- I think it is. Uh, well, you know, if you didn't have the... I like to call the funnel of doom, and I think people know what I'm talking about when you yeah. exit the room and like it funnels everyone down to single file line in this miraculous way where everyone's pretty cool about it. Um, then I would say, yeah, you know, it's probably not a cue. But the fact you have to enter another 
uh, switchback to to get on the actual you know attraction. I don't know. I've always thought of it kind of still the queue. Um, but anyway, nothing to do with nothing. We're, we now have, have gotten to the point to where we get on our Doom buggy, guys, mm-hmm. and uh, and we have gone to uh, we're getting ready to enter the mansion and into these stories. Um, Jason, why don't you tell us a little bit about these portraits? There's so much uh, with every story, with every single different one. Dude, when you see these, this is the first thing that you're interacting with in the mansion. Well, when you go, l- listen, when, you, when you're in the stretchy room, remember we were talking about everybody has their demise. Everybody has their own portrait being built, right? Like those four people, um, you know, we got to see <laughs> eventually how they're, they're, they ended. And that's the same thing with these portraits are we have their, uh, what, is, what is the ghost host like to say? Their um, corruptible mortal forms. Right, and then yeah. we also get flashes of um, the netherworld. You know, almost like, um, I, I don't want to do a Stranger Things reference, but almost the upside down. Let's look at the first one, all right? Let's look at um, the young lady who uh, she turns into the old person, okay? And it's April through December. Now, April would be the young lady, and she would morph until December of, which would be the you know the old lady. Uh, look, if as we're going through each one of these portraits, um, there's really a deeper level and a deeper story that uh, you know pertains to it, and and we could go any direction on that. So, number one, Justin, I mean, this is the obvious one. Uh, you got a young lady who is never going to escape being old, right? So she's she's going to be the old person. It's the only thing you can't buy and you can't change is time. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter what you have. And this is this portrait of April and then later December uh, tells you right out that, hey, no matter who you are, no matter what you do, no matter what you try to achieve, you cannot you cannot cheat death and escape time. Uh, and this portrait shows you that it just does it in a very quick manner. But I see that, you know, she achieved old age. Which in mm-hmm. itself is almost a blessing. So, you know, if I was to say, if out of all these pictures, she is the most, uh, I don't know, po- positive of, of all of them. <laughs> you know, that would be the most yeah, positive yeah, yeah. story out of it. So, We were talking about on the, on the last episode how the Haunted Mansion has a slight tie-in to Tower of Terror. And I think one of the other cool tie-ins on this was the next picture and it's the flying dutchman and the flying dutchman is the pirate ship which we have reference to in the pirates of the caribbean movie and i think that's another little you know nod to another disney classic and how it goes from a you know a clipper ship to a ghost ship and i think it's one of my that's one of my favorite portraits out of the changing portraits that you see through that gallery you know it's interesting because before we started doing the series i didn't realize that there were nods to other attractions uh, inside of the Haunted Mansion. You know, whenever you look at this, I, you, even as deep of, as, I, as a dive as I've thought I've taken, taking this portrait by portrait or hallway by hallway, you really do understand that the Imagineers have brought the story full circle, you know, with some of these other, other attractions and saying, hey, I wonder if this is a nod to, you know what? These paintings, uh, being being in the afterlife, being in your your post mortem state, right? You live forever that way. Are these the attractions that Disney Imagineers hope to live forever? You know, with Tower of Terror and the Pirates of the Caribbean, is this their little nod to that? I, I got a whole different take on these these portraits, man. I, I I would if I was to call this something, you know, you get, we call it the changing portraits, but I think they're the portraits of fear. I mean, you have April through December. She mm. is a young woman who's afraid of turning old. You know, you got the Flying Dutchman. You know, you got the the charter ship. You got the ship, and the last thing you want to do is turn into, you know, the um uh the the tattered, beat up, old, sinkable ship. You know what I'm saying? Afraid of being lost, right? And I as mean, we go through, yeah, you know, and as we go through, it's like I see like the beginning and and their deepest fear going forward, and I and I can explain you know my point of view as we go through but um you know it, it very well i mean look the imagineers are the kings at knots the kings the absolute best and you yeah. know it's probably exactly what you said i just you know i just wanted to give my take on how i actually saw that that's like the next portrait medusa it's the fear of seeing your wife in the mornings waking up 
<laughs> you know, you're not going to have much of a Katie fun day if you keep talking about that. Yeah. K and J day of fun will, will happen before uh, will happen before this episode drops. So think, thankfully, there just won't be a second K and J day <laughs> right. of fun. My take on the Medusa is Medusa is actually just so so insecure with with herself, and that her biggest fear is is that she's never going to achieve finding a male. And this is her. This is this is what her fear is. You know, my take on some of these things also, we, were t- we just mentioned before, uh, I think that it's, you know, you're going to be that happy haunt. You know, there's a transition happening where you go from mm-hmm. your mortal state to your ghostly state. I think this is the same kind of situation where it's the it's the worst case scenario on a lot of these things. You know, Medusa becoming that stony gorgon, you know, that, that, that evil, you know, snake-filled hair, you know, monster that she is. So I think there's a lot of that transition that we're going to be going through ourselves going through this ride. Okay, well, let's do this then. Let's finish these portraits real quick, and then I and just keep this in the back of your head. Which of these uh, portraits would represent you the best, okay? So the next one we're going into is the Black Prince. Um, he's, a, uh, he's a knight, um, and he is on his horse, and then all of a sudden, all of a, sudden a light flashes, and he is... Um, a skeleton, and the horse is a skeleton too. So he's ridden his, you know, maybe he's a, a noble uh, man during during um, life, and now he's also noble in death because he stays. His, his horse follows him. He's loyal, all that kind of stuff. Um, what's your take on the uh, on on the Black Prince? Me, I I'm thinking that no matter how noble you are, there's still a fear of. Of death, so it's your duty to king and country to protect and defend and the monarchy, and up to and including dying for it. But who who wants death? Uh, because look, it's not like back in you know look, we're not. This isn't a, a Spartan from three hundred. I mean, this is a guy who um, has a privileged life. You know, a knight. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a knight has a very privileged life, and uh, so I mean, does this is somebody that who who his biggest fear is dying in in battle with his horse. You know, so there's my take on that. Yeah, you know, no matter what everybody's mortal and that just shows you that there's going to be some kind of end in sight and for the for, for them to turn into the skeleton just shows you that that no matter like you said how uh, pristine you are or you know being a, a a prince or a knight or somebody who's of, of a hierarchy you still have that moralness to you where you can become a skeleton and then we move on to this is my favorite painting because if anyone was ever to say justin i'd like to paint you this is how I would like my painting to be, and that's the Werecat Lady, and it's a, it's it's a it's a beautiful woman. Um, she's on a sofa in kind of a seductive pose, and uh, all of a sudden it flashes, and she's now a panther. And I like to say that you know I prowl like a panther sometimes. Okay. That's just how I am. So right. I uh, that's that's my way. So I think that if anyone was going to paint me, I would definitely be the Werecat Lady. All right, here's my interpretation of that. It's not a panther. It's a cougar, and I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> We've we've gone further into these paintings than we even expected to. That's for sure. <laughs> Mike, what is your take on the werecat? Uh, well, isn't she a white tiger? I mean, you know, well, I don't they, want to think of her as cougar. They change, yeah, well, they change her, transforming right? into a painting or right. after re- yeah. uh, renovation. After a renovation, tiger, I think yeah. people caught on that they were throwing the cougar dig out there. Uh, the last one is the aging man, and look, I mean, you're talking about a guy. You see him. He's a younger guy. Looks like he's well to do. He's taking care of himself. And then this is the only portrait as it hangs. Uh, at Walt Disney World, it hangs above the fireplace in the foyer, and instead of it just being like, boom, one flash and he changes, it's a gradual change into older age and all the way to a skeleton. And I think this is probably the, you know, the most appealing portrait because it does show you the transition that everyone goes through, from uh, you know, from being younger to middle age to you know, older and then eventually death. It was funny because Riley, <laughs> Riley the other day said. Dad, you know, there's babies, and then there's kids, and there's teenagers, and then there's adults, and then there's old people, and then you die. And I go, well, Riley, where am I? She's like, you're one step away from dying. (laughs) (laughs) That's the ride. Thanks, Ryan. I appreciate that. That's hilarious. <laughs> it really is. Hey, you know, but one thing is, is, you know, none of us have gone down the road, and I would like to do this in another show is tie these portraits to the Gracie family in the Haunted Mansion. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's something like there's really not a whole lot of detail because they are portraits. There is it's not just some random painting that was thrown up on the wall. There is a tie to the Haunted Mansion with these portraits. Yeah, but they're definitely, yeah, definitely fun, man. They're fun portraits. Moving on from the changing portraits, we start heading into the library, and that is where our, our host, the ghost host, says those very iconic words, and I'm sure that if you've ridden this ride a few times, you mumble it with him. Our library is well-stocked with priceless first editions. Only ghost stories, of course, and marble busts of the greatest ghost writers the literary world has ever known. How... Before we start talking about that, how I mean that just resonates so that is such isn't that just perfect? That is such a perfect introduction to this room. Yeah, it is. And if you look at some of the names of the uh, busts, you know, someone like Edgar Allan, who we know was a gothic horror writer, you know, and he wrote a lot of horror stories. And they have a bust that resembles him, uh, Elizabeth Barrett, uh, Alfred Lord. I mean, there are so many iconic um, horror writers that they use those busts for, for that particular room. And the legend has it that the reason why those ghost busts are in that room is because there was a collapse in the library and they were all killed and they all died in that room so that's where those busts came from uh, it's funny because uh, as we get through the rest of the haunted mansion you know there's a, there's a prominent figure that you see throughout the haunted mansion that's the raven and uh, one of edgar Allan poe's famous stories is about the raven and there's a huge tie into that and you get to see a lot of him taking presence up within the haunted mansion you know the interesting part about the raven too mike is th- that initially the raven was supposed to play a part of the storytelling. Uh, he was supposed to be a part of the ghost host. Like So a lot of different incantations and stories have come out of who the Raven is. He's in four spots in the Haunted Mansion at Walt Disney World. Uh, he is in Madame Leota's um, in the seance room. He is in the attic. He's in the crypt. And he's in the conservatory. Ooh. So those are the four spots he's in. Um, the interesting part about the Raven, too, is like I said, originally... so. Originally, he was supposed to tell a story. He was supposed to be part of the storyteller uh, along with the the ghost host. Mm-hmm. And you would actually hear the ghost host's voice coming out of the raven. Well, the problem with that whole idea, at, at one point, you would see and hear the two in the same place at the same time. So there's a bunch of different stories that have come out. One of them is about that the raven's body was actually possessed by an old nag, by an old lady. And um, she would constantly be on the lookout wanting to, um, to find a new human body, a new human uh, to take form. So that's why they say there's always my way, you know, all that. And uh, he's, he's lo- always looking for that human body to switch with. The other one, of course, is the ghost host, which I talked about. Um, one of the most prominent ones, and this is probably the one pe- most people go with, is that it's Leota's pet. This is Leota's pet, and it, it carries Leota's spirit, you know, almost like a kind of um, like a three-eyed raven, you know, mm-hmm. with a Game of Thrones type of thing, and carries her spirit, and, and she can look watch over the entire mansion without having to be in all places once, because now she has the ravens in different lo- uh, locations. So there's lots and lots of different things that, uh, that happen, and of course, Mike, you brought up Edgar Allan Poe. The, the, one of the big ones is that since Edgar Allan Poe was an inspiration to this character, that it's actually just an omen for what's about to happen to you, for death. So every time you see the raven, you're becoming closer to joining the 999 Unhappy Haunt. So the raven plays a huge, huge role, and most people don't realize. They kind of look past the beady red eyes and, and just think, oh, it's just, just a prop. You know, The raven's a huge part of the story. Oh, it's uh, folklore period is uh, the Raven is uh, something else. I'm um, going back to the bust here, guys, if that's okay. Um, we like we have uh, Aunt, was it Lucretia? Is that how you say that name? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. we have Aunt Lucretia. And, but not only is she a, a bust in the, okay, an unofficial bust in the library, but she's also seen in other places in the, um, in the uh, in the haunted mansion itself, uh, yep. notably um, on the mantle over the fireplace um, in the grand hall, where we're gonna we'll talk about that in another episode. So I mean, so she's actually in, in a couple spots as well. Um, can we talk about uh, the eerie effect of? And I'm not gonna give the secret away because I don't want any spoilers. But uh, how how ingenious was that for them to have the bust follow you as you're going through? 
Yeah, it's a cool effect, and I know that they found that effect by mistake uh, when they were doing some uh, when some Disney Imagineers were doing a couple of other things with the whole of presidents and Abraham Lincoln, which is pretty cool. There's a whole story behind that how the Abraham Lincoln would kind of follow their follow them around the room, <laughs> which is kind of creepy. So creepy. I mean, yeah, that's, oh that's weird God. in itself. But yeah, it's if if you if you really want to spoil the magic, you can go online and you can figure out how they do it. But that's an amazing. Uh, optical illusion effect of how they get that to make it follow you around the room which is pretty cool because you know obviously as all the doom buggers are going by everybody's seeing that same effect you know it's not you know it's it's that it's that mind trick of watching the head turn as you pass pretty cool yeah absolutely well the one the one thing too is i love the story that the the four literary geniuses that you guys talked about that the way they died was that a um a bookshelf fell on them, you know, and and that's why they're all stuck there. The other thing I didn't know was that, and it's this is kind of uh, one of those that's kind of out there and, and and maybe true, maybe not true, is that one of the bust uh, you can see him later on in the Magic Kingdom version of the Haunted Mansion. Did you guys know this? And where you see him is with uh, Phineas, the traveler, traveling hitchhiker ghost. And whenever they did the remodel inside of his bag, um, he is uh, has the head of one of the busts inside the bag, hmm. and so it, it is there. I've never realized. Now, supposedly, if you look, there are three things in the bag. Okay, well, you know he's carrying the bag as he's hitchhiking. You have a portrait of cousin Maud. You have a candelabra, an urn, some silverware, and then you have the bust of Charles Dickens that you see in the library. So next time you're there and you're going by, make sure to check that out. Nice. Very cool. I heard something, and maybe you've heard it before also. Maybe somebody in our Disney family has heard it, that back in the early 80s that the cast members would get bored, you know, during slow times because we know there's no more slow times in Disney, and they would write their own ghost stories of what they would have happen during the slow hours, strange noises, strange creaks, and they would kind of make up their own stories, so to speak, as we've kind of heard our own stories, and they all put it in a book, and that book is somewhere in that library, and if you ever get to walk to that library... You can find that book, and it has cast member stories, whether they're true or not, and it has little excerpts from stuff that they've kind of experienced working those rides or working that attraction over the years. I heard that is very. I, cool. I did. I heard that, and and this would be two things I want to bring to that. I'm Mike. I completely forgot about that. I'm glad you brought it up, uh, because when the first time I heard that, I thought, how cool would it be for them to put out a tabletop. Um, like a, a coffee table addition to this book. It's just a total homage to the past um, cast members. And maybe, you know, maybe for the 100th anniversary, they should pull it out and do that. And the second thing I wanted to, to mention was, if I'm not mistaken, this was actually, um, I don't want to say ordained, but written by the Imagineers to make it official, part of the library. Because everything that's in mm-hmm. there has to be Imagineer approved. If I'm not mistaken, right, right. I think that was actually implemented into it to make it an official book of the library can we talk to that if you said you were saying that on the 100th that maybe they would implement this book yeah as a coffee by then will we not all three just look like the hitchhiking ghost uh you know i i had a point to that and i would that was the angle ever since ever since we all got together and did episode one <laughs> that has been just on the back of my head and i'm like we are going to we need a graphic them. artist out there we're, we're hey here's here's a, here's a throw out to the disney dads community if you're an artist draw us uh jason mike and i as the hitchhiking ghost and uh we'll pick a winner and we'll send you some some DDP swag. How about that? Absolutely. Oh, and another thing too is if you're really really good, go ahead and throw us up as the sand, uh, the quicksand, and throw just. Oh, throw- that would be a good <laughs> one too. I like that. Throw and then and then this is going to be the psychological test. Who do you put on the bottom and who do you put on top? That'll determine your prize. I'm just letting you know right there. But that would really make me sad if I was on the bottom. Why? That means they don't like Why me. with guns like that? Come on, you got the world on your back. You can hold us no problem. I got to use that wide angle lens. Um, anyway, let's. Uh, the library brings a lot of great stories, like how I did that there uh, for the for the haunted mansion. But we're moving along, uh, Mike. Where are we heading to next? We are going to head to the piano room. Ooh, fun, spooky, eerie, fun. Come on, man! That is such a that is that is 
Wow, that is one of the coolest things I've ever seen at Disney is that little room right there. Because you got the window there, the ghost is playing um, playing at, during a storm. Um, I, I do have a take on that. Do you guys want to? Do you guys want to go first, or do you want me to just go ahead and give you my take on that? Do your thing, brother. Because I there's two there's two things that I'm thinking. Number one, I think it's the actual ghost host himself taking a break and playing the piano. Or number two, if you notice, there are three instruments. You have the piano, you have the, what is that, the big cello, and then you have, um, gosh, memory, now memory is kind of, uh, the violin, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the bass, the violin, yes. and, the, and the piano. Yep. Um, that right there is where when, every every time, I see I have a theory on the Hitchhiking Ghosts, and that's where their little, uh, their little lounge is right there. As they're jamming on that, and uh, before they try to make their escape, which they ah. fail every time, so that's my that's my little personal feelings on what that is. But what do you guys think? What is going on there? I love it. I think there's just there's just so many instruments and so much tunes and melodies that give that eerie feeling. I mean, there are just certain ones that pull it off very well and of course that piano music and seeing the keys get pressed and nobody's there you know having that appearance that there's a ghost is really cool i i love that room i think it's very cool well one of the coolest things and a lot of people especially if you haven't been there a lot they don't look down and they don't see the shadow of the uh of, of the the piano player whether it be the ghost host or you know maybe it is one of the hitchhiking ghosts i love that the song you were hearing is a grim girding ghost it doesn't sound like it because it is played in an eerie arrangement, kind of an eerie way, but you're hearing Grim Grinning Ghost. So they don't, they don't get away from that, and it's kind of a transition into where you're heading. You know, the Haunted Mansion was split down the middle of being half supposed to be scary and half supposed to be mm-hmm. fun. And this is the first room you get to that you're starting to get the transition into fun. With, with now you're, you don't know it yet, but you're starting to hear Grim Grinning Ghost for the first time. How about that window, though? Tell me, you know, how Disney That's cool. is just absolutely uh, on point on transporting you. And, I mean, this is – it is like you are looking outside the Haunted Mansion windows. I mean, you would th- you would think you could almost see people in the queue down below as you're looking out this thing. Yeah. You know, it's absolutely with the trees and everything. Uh, what a great addition to, the, um, to um, the, the Haunted Mansion for sure. Every time I used to get dumped by girlfriends, I'd think I could just sit in that window and cry and just let's watch the rain and the and the, the the lightning go off in the background, you know. It's kind of that window. Um yeah, it's look, it's it's a it's a great room. They don't give you long enough. If I had my way, you'd be able to pause it just whenever you want and just check out a room, you know what I mean? Or give me a tour, a backstage tour of just the haunted mansion oh, and do it before no. the park opens. No. Oh, I'd love it. Uh, oh, man. I'd Listen, love I was on it one time. I had to be evacuated. I, they turned all the lights on. I put my head right to the ground, and I followed the little carpet all the way out. I refused to even look up. Didn't. Wouldn't have been great if he what? If he ended up just walking up one of those staircases and going off, and Jason was the thousandth haunt. <laughs> we had to go visit him <laughs> oh, all the time. Oh, you, I, would, I would make sure that your, your tour was a blast. I promise you. <laughs> hey, guys, let's move on from the, the music room here and the piano room, I should say. And we come into the wow. This is really uh, when you walk in. Tell me the first time that you you come into this this the staircase leading to everywhere. I don't want to say nowhere. The staircase leading leading to everywhere. Tell me you don't look at this for the first time, and and with the the added effect of um, I'm going to say that the hatbox ghost walking up and down the stairs. Um, but this is just such a uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not room, isn't it? Isn't it just fantastic? Yeah, you know, and the one story that I heard was that this was your last possible exit to get out of the Haunted Mansion, and the only person who knows how to decipher that labyrinth is the Hatbox Ghost. There's only one way out. He knows which way it is, and he's the only one who knows how to decipher that labyrinth of stairs. And that would make sense to why he can be in multiple places at once. You know, he can transform himself and do all that. That's a great addition. I love the effect of looking up, and they do look like they just go on forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love the fact that you can see the footprints of the Hatbox Ghost as he goes along. And it, it's almost that omnip... I was going to say a word, but I probably couldn't pronounce so I'm going to go with a different <laughs> Come word. Come on, Jason. Let's uh, hear it. Yeah, no, I was about to have a moment there. Uh, <laughs> it's almost that you're looking into your future to where, like, even if I tried, even if I did everything I could, there is no way I could figure this out. 
So I might as well just keep on down the path and, and you know, head to the next scene because there's no way you're getting out of your uh, of your doomed uh, existence of what it is. Well, if I'm not mistaken, originally this room was just black. It was just a blank room. You know, and this yeah, was a lot of cobwebs and yeah, like cob- Yeah, it wasn't that the refurb on this was great. I mean, they really used that space really well. So um, this is really, uh, yeah, it is. It's a very, it's it, it's a perfect addition to this and a great storyline. Anybody hear anything different than the Hatbox Ghost? That's kind of been the stories that I've always uh, felt and and went with. So good to go. Okay, so as we're as we're coming into the hallway past the staircase. We come across a very peculiar knight in shining armor, and he's got a, a very odd-looking face. We also have the notable. Uh, we also have the uh, very iconic floating candle with uh, a couple doors, and uh, next to that, guys, is a um, one of the few that I've ever seen hidden Donald Duck on a chair. Yeah, that's a cool one. Yeah, so that's absolutely just perfect. Make sure you guys check that out. In fact, our good friend Aaron uh, showed that to me when I was on because I had no idea. He had to point that out to me. So uh, definitely. Um, the actual hallway itself is uh, is really – this really adds such a depth to the uh, the Haunted Mansion to this ride. You know, when you're on it, it just looks like it goes down for you know a quarter mile of nothing but rooms. Uh, you know, I mean there's 999 uh, places that, that need a place to sleep, I guess. Um, moving on from there – if you look on the wall, um, before we get to the coffin scene, if you look on the wall on the other side, you got a bunch of ghouls that are up there yet. Uh, does, mm-hmm. does that ring in a bell for you guys? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, those are uh, those are they just kind of give you that last little bit. bit they give you that last uh, tweak of um, ghoulish. Uh, on the wall, and then the thing just kind of turns you around. And um, Mike, well, well, hold on, yeah. Before you, before you, before you go past that, you know, back in the 1800s, right? The which would have been the time frame of when the mansion would have been, you know, uh, around. Mm-hmm. Taking post uh, mortem, like pay, taking pictures after you're dead, like they would pose the body in in like clothes and everything and, and take the photos. Yeah, I've got a couple that family was, pictures of that. Th- that was yep. a huge thing. That was a massive, massive thing. So the idea is, one, was <laughs> this something that they took and then they put up as people who were coming into the, you know, coming in to live forever? Dude, in the those people are like... 36, they're way gone. They're 36 yeah. days in the <laughs> desert, like, yeah. they're but, decomposed. But then, but then, or... Is whenever you come to be a part, you know, because there there was a call to arms. Walt, when he created the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland, he called to arms and he said, "We need we need our ghostly friends to fill our mansion." Mm-hmm. Whenever you came, was that what you did? You took your photo when you arrived, and your photo was placed somewhere around the mansion. And these are the photos you see of different uh, ghosts. Now, I will say this: if you'll if you'll notice, one of the photos looks a lot. Like the ghost host. Well, and that's just it. And I'm going to say it's not even the ghost host. I'm going to say it's Gracie Sr. Okay, yeah, yeah. And but who would be the woman? I'm going to say that's his mom. Because uh, she is more, she's, a simple way to put this, she's further along than he is yeah, she, in the photo. Yeah, she looks very much more, uh, more along. So I'm going to say that's Master Gracie Sr. And that's his mm-hmm. mom right there. Yeah, I like that. I mean, it's a, it's a perfect, perfect little just hello. There you are. Yeah, so let's turn around right now, and we're going to uh, we're going to look at probably one of the best scenes at the Haunted Mansion. Mike, what am I looking at? So I don't know if you know the story of that coffin and why it's there and the whole little backstory behind it. Now, I, I know somebody, and he was able to tell me the real deal on this because I know there's a bunch of other stories that have circulated and what it could be and why it's there, but there's a story of a gardener, and his name was Ed- Eddie. He was the gardener who took care of the outside you know, grounds of the mansion. Now, Eddie came from a very poor family, and he was trying to keep the mansion as upkept and as perfect as he possibly could because he really thrived to be part of that upper uh you know upperclassmen and really wanted to take part with all of those esteemed people and be invited to the party so he thought that in his best way if he really took care of the mansion they would notice that and invite him to a party we'd love to have you come in you did a great job outside because he he really aspired to be one of those powerful people well anyway he knew there was this huge party coming up. He was out there. I mean, he was cutting the blades of grass with scissors and pulling weeds with tweezers. He was really on point with getting this place perfect. He really wanted to go to this party. So 
As time is going on and he's got the place perfect, he can't wait to show it off when all the guests are starting to come. This freak storm comes in, the snow blasts in, they never have snow here before, but the ground is frozen, the plants die, the place looks a mess, and he's completely distraught because all of this work, all of this time that I put into this, I just, it, it's a mess. I, I, can't, I can't show this off to the people. They're not going to, they're going to fire me, if anything. So he's out there working day in, day out, day, just trying to really clean the place up. And in all of that, he winds up dying. He winds up having a heart attack. He can't take it anymore. So now when Gracie comes and he finds poor dead Eddie, the landscaper outside, is passed away, he decides that, you know, we're having this party. The party must go on. We have all of these guests coming. What are we going to do with, you know, the groundskeeper now that he's gone? Uh, so being that they're, you know, proper prestigious guys, they don't know anything about digging. They're trying to dig the ground, but because the ground was frozen from this the snow they couldn't bury him so they decided you know what let's have a funeral for him inside the mansion let's put him in the coldest place in the mansion which would be the conservatory because if anybody knows you have one of those four season sunrooms or a conservatory that would be the coldest spot in the house let's put him in there and let's put the dead flowers around him so that it doesn't smell and stink up the party well now that he was in the conservatory he finally got his wish and he was just dying to get out of the coffin and join the party that's a great story I love that. Yeah, that is. I've never heard that one before. That's the first time I heard that one. The only take that I that I heard um, that actually resonated with me was, um, I'm going to give credit to the ghost gallery, and that um, that the guy in the coffin was a wealthy plantation owner, and his name was Jamie Paget. Have you guys heard this one? Mm -mm, Uh, He was to become engaged to Little Little Leota. Man, if there's not a common thread in this whole series, it's Leota. Leota is, man. If she comes scratching on your door, you need to run away. I'm telling you, you need to hit that with some pepper spray and go. So um, anyways, the story is she had had somebody on the side, uh, Mr. Nicholas Crown, and he convinced Jamie Paget that he was a vampire. And um, so Jamie was actually laying down in, in, inside a uh, um, of the coffin because he was just convinced he couldn't touch the sunlight. And um, I mean, what a, what a clown, right? So he uh, so then Leota went ahead and just nailed him down, and that's where he spent seven days, and he ended up passing away from starvation. So that was that was one. But anytime I can get the Leotas in there, man, it just it just makes it such a like I need a shower after I tell the story. You know, one of my favorite stories has to do with the coffin, and it has to do with my favorite time of year and something I'll be doing shortly, and that's Mickey's Mm Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. And there was a meet-and-greet where you could meet these two uh, characters, Lady Carlotta and Lady Renata, and they would tell stories to all the guests, you know. And they were, you know, ladies, they were larger ladies, and uh, they they would uh, (laughs) tell this story about the coffin, and they would say inside the coffin was... um, Somebody that they loved very much when he was alive. And uh, his name was Billy Bob. And the way he died is that the two (laughs) ladies actually fell off a balcony and they landed on him. Mm. And that's how he perished. And now he's, of course, he was in the coffin. And then once you pass and your spirit moves on, he's stuck there. And the thing I absolutely love that they do, and I wish they did this inside of the um, Haunted Mansion at Magic Kingdom, is... During Haunted Mansion Holiday, um, they put what's uh, like a teddy bear up there. It's like a scary teddy bear. And he's um, trying to hammer the nails back into the coffin. And I think that would be absolutely awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Very creepy, yeah. but I mean, also awesome. So. Well, there was also one where I think uh, Goofy was uh, one of the pins coming out of the coffin for a Mickey's Not So Scary. Oh really? Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I've seen that. Um, uh, are we? Are we? Can we move on from that, guys? Do we got any more yeah, stories for that? It. Well, th- well no, there's one more story for that. Well, oh one, yeah. Let me, okay. Okay. Hey, oh, Mike, Mike, yeah. you have another story. Let's hear it. Well, no, no, no. It's, it's a side thing. You know, one of the things we talked about before was that the Raven is there, and it's been said that. The opening cast members who open the ride each day, that they go and they pet the raven, that particular one. And one particular day, they didn't pet the raven, and the ride went down that day for nine hours for the entire day. So it's it's a habit. It's kind of a behind-the-scenes thing that the cast members who open the ride for the day go past there and pet the raven for the day. Okay, that's cool. I didn't know that. I wonder, um, you know, it's like the Chinese water torture. Like, I wonder how long, how many times that raven's been refurnished or refurnished, <laughs> refinished. 
because it's uh, just getting got a big old bald spot. You know, it's like it, that hundred year is going to be like the bald raven. And how how the... I wonder if that raven too is like my cat outside that if you don't feed it and pet it ever, like when it wants, it's just that raven sitting there on top of that coffin. They haven't even turned on the attraction. And it's like ah <laughs> ah. Uh, all right so moving on from the the coffin the raven the the dead wreaths the the dead flowers um if you guys take a look at the walls now the walls are littered with residents of the house now in their ghoulish forms there's nothing pretty about any of those pictures if i missed one maybe i'm i'm sorry but there are um quite quite the uh ghoulish clan that's hanging on the walls Going past those, we come into probably one of the most iconic rooms in all of Disney World, or excuse me, of all of Disney period, and that would be Madame Leota's seance room. So the one thing that I heard about Madame Leota, and I know there's a lot of stories circulating about her, I don't know if you guys are familiar with, and it's part of American history, the Salem Witch Trials back in 1692. And back then, a little history lesson, there was a group of girls who accused women in that that Salem area of witchcraft. And at that particular time, they put 200 women on trial for witchcraft crimes. And at that time... 20 women were actually hung and, you know, put to death because they were considered to be witches. Well, they found out later that it was a fake story and that the women were, you know, were murdered by mistake because it was a it was a made-up story by the girls that accused them of that, kind of a boy who cried wolf sort of thing. But we do know that back then, one witch who was going to be accused escaped Salem and wound her way over to the Haunted Mansion. And that is Madame Leota. Serpents and spiders, tail of a rat, call in the spirits wherever they're at. Rap on a table. It's time to respond. Send us a message from somewhere beyond. Goblins and ghoulies from last Halloween. Awaken the spirits with your tambourine. Creepies and crawlies. Madame Leota, man, she's, uh, look, from from day one, from from every story that we've told, um, she's got some janky stuff going on with her life. She's got some voodoo, hoodoo, all kinds of witchery going on. So (laughs) if a talking head doesn't convince you, I don't know what will. Um, and, and the thing is, is, uh, she's so, well, you know what, let's talk about the head for a second, right? I, we won't get too much history of it, but the, the face is completely different than the, uh, than the voice, is it not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the face is completely different than the voice. Now, there are some interesting stories with, um, w- with the head. Now, number one would be, um, how did her head get placed in that ball? What, w- what is the point of her being in an orb? Well, I think too it shows that she is the most powerful person, most powerful spirit in the haunted mansion, because she is the one that can bring everyone to where you can see them. You know, up until this point, you cannot see any of the any of the the happy haunts that are inside the haunted mansion. She has Except all for the of the power. Except for the coffin guy. Yeah, yeah, you can see his hands. Right. Yeah, I guess. You're, mm-hmm. um, but you know, like, and you can see at one point you can see a hand coming out of a door a little bit, but. You know, you can't see their full form. You right. can't see them in their ghostly state. You know, you see them. You see the person in the coffin, but you see them actually in their mortal state, not their ghostly state, because you see their their body that's decomposed. Oh, I'm, you don't see their ghostly state. Okay, all right. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like with the graveyard too, though, you've got a bunch of skeletons and stuff. Do you? Oh no, you got a lot of. Well, you got some, some ghosts. But anyways, some. yeah, I, um, I think the guy yeah. in the skeleton is kind of. Um, he's kind of like that guy that nobody wants to come to the party and he's knocking on the door, so they're just leaving him in there. So I, I don't even think he counts. <laughs> yeah. um, but going forward... <laughs> he just ruins everything. <laughs> right. But you, you said that Madame Leota was the... Um, I call her the life force of the whole mansion. She is the yeah, absolute magic behind everything. She is the... And I dare say she's the blood that keeps the oxygen going through the body. I mean, without... Without her, there would be there would not be this this magical tie between the afterworld and, um, you know, even though the the haunted mansion was you know 
built on, um, if, if I'm not mistaken, it was, uh, what is that called? In, in, uh, Indian burial grounds? Mm-hmm. Is that the correct term? Is that, you know, so um, so it's already was, you know, sacred ground that was built on. So she's this tie between those two worlds. Um, why the crystal ball? Why, why, it, why the reference with the crystal ball and her head in there? Uh, because um, she has uh, ties to the, gy- the gypsies. Is that um, what? What are those traveling gypsies called? Um, oh, I don't even remember what they're called. Um, but she- gypsies, bands, and thieves. Yeah, Sorry. well, you know what I mean. The the Romanian. She had the ties to yeah, the Romanian. Yeah. And this might be the old world, um, but, you know, with the crystal balls. So, uh, but there are some, like, real stories where, number one, um, Justin, we were in, Mike, we were talking about um, there are people who will pay ransom to get their hands on this thing. So I, I've seen quite a few things on the internet saying that if you can leave the Haunted Mansion with the Madame Leota orb, they will pay you up to $500,000. Now, I don't know who would actually pay that. That's It's a folklore thing from the internet. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you'd actually get to pull it off. I would like to see somebody try. But what I do understand is there's quite a drop out of that spot in the dune buggy. I think it's a 20-something foot drop. And a few people have tried it before and wound up actually getting pretty hurt doing it. So, uh, disclaimer, we don't recommend it, no matter how much money you <laughs> paid. Uh, I'm not going to be responsible for anybody getting a lifetime you, ban or yeah. stitches. Lifetime ban. I guarantee you it's a <laughs> lifetime ban. Uh, the story I heard was it was a $50,000, and it was a private uh, it was a private person who was willing to pay you for it. $500,000. Um, if you look, there are lasers that are all around her. So any, if there's any anything that um, remotely comes close to her, uh, the, it'll shut the right down and well, uh, alarms will go off. Um, Do you guys know what those lasers are too? And they're all over the haunted mansion, and it became a huge problem for the mansion. Was a lot of people, whenever they would have loved ones die, they their loved ones would be cremated, and they would like to spread their remains on the mansion. So those the the sensors actually sense that kind of stuff, and so they can shut it down and uh, and do that. Um, I know who I actually know who offered the five hundred thousand dollars, and it wasn't one, but it was two people. Um, it was Neil Patrick Harris, and it was Chris Hardwick. Um, because I don't know, did we tell this story on, on the stretching ground? I can't remember. Yes. Of the two of them mm-hmm. that got in the bidding war? Yeah. We did tell it. You sure? Uh, or we, talk, no. we talked after. No, we didn't. No. We talked afterwards. So go yeah. ahead. Yeah. So, 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 real quick, Mintel last week and forgot. The Neil Patrick Harris, of course, lover of everything Disney, loves the Haunted Mansion. Chris Hardwick, who's a comedian, hosts Talking Dead, things like that, loves the Haunted Mansion. And the two of them uh, had the opportunity to bid for one of these stretching room portraits from Disneyland. The originals. And so Chris Hardwick tells, he says, I'm, I'm at my phone and I'm bidding and I keep going up and it keeps going up and it keeps going up and it gets to $175,000. And finally he says, I'm, I'm going to bid one more time and that's it. And that's where it stopped was $175,000. And he won it and he said, man, I wonder who I was bidding against. And he was at a party, Hollywood party, not too long after that. And he, he knew Neil was a huge fan of uh, of the haunted mansion of that he said you're never gonna guess what i got i won the bid um for one of the stretching room portraits and there's a great picture of chris hardwick and i'll find it and post it of him laying on his floor and next to him is the is the portrait and you realize how big those things yeah. are they're massive and, and no patrick harris goes wait you won that i was bidding on it too so the two of them were bidding constantly back and forth against each other to try to win that portrait so that's awesome i think that's probably who wants the orb yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. There you go. Now this is all speculation. Uh, the lawyers of Chris Hardwick and. Uh, and uh. <laughs> <laughs> so she has such a uh, like the serpents and spiders, tail of a rat, calling the spirits wherever the rat. I mean, she has this, um, this. I mean, it's just it's such a mellow chant. This spell that she's doing. It's 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 almost like she is. Oh, geez, I can't even. I, I like. I don't. The want, incantation is perfect. It, it I mean, is it's, perfect, it's perfect, and it's like. But she's very like. There's no stuttering. She knows exactly what she is doing. She is just this evil person. <laughs> so, yeah. So she nails that incantation, and uh, as a result of that, um, you know, as we're as we're coming across. Um, you have all the instruments. You know, take a look at the instruments that are floating up there. They're they're really. Um, it's really a spectacular room. It's a very fun room, guys. Well, you start to realize too how big of a role music plays for the afterlife. They use music to 
almost connect with the mortal world. And so, I mean, you see it all throughout the attraction before they even, you know, are a- were able to see them in their, you know, in their ghostly state. So the, this is the complete transition we mentioned it earlier of, you know, it goes from scary to fun. This is the transition to the fun. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, no. It's it, before we go on to that, though. I do want to say, uh, you know, there's a there's a there's a couple different story twists. But with the refurbishment, though, it kind of changed a lot of these stories, right? Like there was an mm-hmm. original one where um, she was inside the crystal ball, uh, be, but she didn't even know she was dead. That you know, she was bound. She was um, you know p- put in this this like uh, you know she just she's stuck in this crystal ball but she just is in this trance and doesn't even realize that she's passed away but that goes out the window when we have the new um where she's a, right with the refurb outside where she's able to transport over to where her gravestone is right. you know so that kind of kind of throws some of those uh, out so there are you're going to come across a lot of stories but just keep in mind there was a refurb guys so it's like so maybe it's not going to make sense when you go down that rabbit hole cuz I know some of you guys are so just keep that in mind that's why they're they're not making sense today All right, guys, you know, we just started getting into this ride today, and as the ride takes off, you know, we hear the ghost host say that he's going to lower the lap bars, but more importantly, no flash photography. And, you know, that's a bummer because flash photography, you know, it's it's great to get some good pictures. Fortunately, we have our wonderful Facebook group to get my favorite pictures every week, and that would be time for Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Jason, Justin went first last week, so why don't you start me off with your pick of the week? He can go again. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mike. Uh, let's see. I'm well going to give well some played. much, much love to Jim Rotnowski. He has really just just really taken us on a journey with him and his family and he's having a great time and i love the fact that he's just having a great time sharing it with the family too and and posting them on our facebook um you know so jim thank you so much for uh taking us along on your journey and uh man what a what a great trip it looked like you had yeah i think there's a lot of people in the parks right now they are sure great good stuff coming out of there Justin? mike you go ahead buddy me no you go ahead yeah you always you always end up going last you go ahead all right thank you um, I got to give it up to the Smith family. I mean, we've been get, like you said, we've been getting updates. I mean, the uh, Nate Smith, Ashley Smith, and Irene Smith—they were in Disneyland, and um, it's what amazing pictures! I can't wait to go. I mean, I know we're excited. We were talking a little bit about the trip earlier today, and uh, man, you guys have been rocking it with the pictures and the drinks and the experiences and the dinner stuff. Uh, great, great pictures, and um, I'm really enjoying your trip recaps. Man, they look like they're having a blast. Too. <laughs> they are, and they're they're not afraid to show it either. Isn't it great? Dude, I'm just I'm just I mean, I scroll through and I'm just like, wow, yep. this is awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, I'm gonna go with Jeffrey Newbauer and the Newbauer family. They are at Disney too, and they're having a fantastic time. Um, they were at Ohana for breakfast, and they you know doing those, those trip recaps. Guys, we love when you do trip recaps because a lot of people. You know, they don't get to the parks a lot, and this is how they live vicariously. Uh, they do it through you. So for you doing that, we really do appreciate that. But my pick of the week, actual pick of the week, for anybody who has a daughter will understand this. Jeffrey says, everyone, how would you grade me on this hairdo? I think it's better than I imagined. Um, dude, you did awesome. You did a ponytail, or not a ponytail, a braid. I couldn't do a braid, if if anything. I tried that thing the one time when Riley was like three where you put the uh, – you put the hair tie on the end of the vacuum, and you vacuum the hair up, put the hair tie down, and I ended up just having the vacuum stuck on her head. Um, I think it was because I used a shop vac, and it wasn't, you know, you know, and and it was just there, and I had to turn it off real quick. Um, but it looks like you guys are having an absolutely amazing time. I've loved all that. Um, but guys, I'm gonna go ahead. And I got to give a uh, a huge shout out to um, Nate Smith. I mean, Nate Smith uh, having an absolute blast. All their pictures. They uh, they've been posting over and over. Who said that? I oh, did. you said that. <laughs> okay, I meant Jenna Ramey. Sorry, there's oh, so many what, people. What, in how the many parts. are you gonna pick here? What what, you, what is this? <laughs> what are you? Nate Smith doesn't count because he Mike already picked him. I gotta. Get, I, I'm just gonna keep talking. See, I talk fast, and that way no one can ever. Jenna jump Ramey's in. family was mine, and oh, you you're the stole worst. it from me. Oh, you're the worst. Stole it. Go ahead, just go ahead. No, just, I'm just, gonna, you do, just do go what ahead. you gotta. I'm not. Just gonna, enjoy it. Look, just enjoy look, the moment, Jason. Just go ahead. up. He froze up, Mike. You see that? Yep. Um, the Ramey family is my family too, Justin. 
Yeah, they're my family too. Dude, they're great they're people. All, our family. all right. So, anyways, Justin, you said oh, I, real quick, you were talking about Jim's picture with his daughter's hair. I got I got a little quick Disney story about Sarah's hair and Disney. So we went to one of those things outside where uh, the Muppets are. You know, right by where yeah. where. Pretty uh, uh, square there. Yeah, yeah, where, where the piggy fountain is, right? They have one of those people that do the hair braiding. Oh, okay, yeah. All right, so Sarah got her hair braided when she was little, and they tied in one of these ponytail things. And, you know, a couple of weeks got back. We left from Disney, and and Laura says, could you do me a favor? Could you take Sarah's, you know, hair braid thing out? So I went over with a pair of scissors, and I cut it out, not realizing that that was all of her hair in that braid oh, with the string. Oh, my God. <laughs> Man, to this day, I never. She had this this weird piece of hair just sticking out because I cut all of her hair out. So I never heard the end of it. So yeah, Jim, great job on the braid. They never asked me to do hair anymore. Dude. Did you give her a rat tail? Did you give your daughter a rat tail? Pretty much. Oh, oh man, no, that's buddy. classic. I love it. I love it. Oh, that's <laughs> just so just funny, in Mike's man. fashion too. Just it's, give me the hey, it was Jeff. It was Jeffrey too with the hair, not Jim. Oh, Jeff. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Okay. That's yeah. all good. Jeff, Jim, J- yeah. Justin. Isn't, isn't Jim? We're all cool people, Jeff? man. Late at night. It is with the it's, Disney yeah, dad. It is super late. You know, <laughs> it is really. I'm surprised this stayed on the rails as far as it did because it is after 11 right now, which is late for us to record. So yeah, I have yeah, to work absolutely. in four hours. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> you know what I have to do? Sleep. What? Say it with me, guys. Take your kids to school. Katie and Justin's day <laughs> of fun. I want full recaps all day long, man. All I'll day text long. you every twenty minutes. <laughs> do, it, do it, please. Do it. I will. Yeah, I love it. All right, guys. Good. Listen, I had an incredible time. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to uh, uh, next week. Is the ballroom? Uh, so it's going to be a really good time, guys. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, Mike, I know you got an incredible day tomorrow. Justin, you guys got a day tomorrow. Why don't you give me some closing words, guys? Because as of right now, I'm going to say good night. Guys, I had a great time talking about this next segment in the Haunted Mansion. I'm looking forward to the uh, next part of it. Uh, it was cool to hear your perspectives and your uh, side of the story. And I hope everybody else is enjoying our you know, ride through the mansion. I've loved this series. I said that last week and I'm going to say it again. Because it's um, anytime I can expand my knowledge on Disney, it's always more fun. And, and to, to kind of do a deep dive of these stories... Here's what we want from you guys. We want to hear your opinion on the stories. We want to hear what you think about the Haunted Mansion. What's you, you know, what's maybe you've heard different stories. There's a couple of great ways for you to be a part of the show. Uh, you can find all of our information at www.disneydadspodcast.com. Of course, our social media is there: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you have not joined Facebook, you are missing out. Disney Dads Podcast family, there. We have a bunch of other great uh, Facebook groups too. We have a great running page. Go over and join the running page. Uh, you know, a lot of motivational people keeping it positive over there. Um, also, you can find our personal emails, and you can find our show email: disneydadspodcast at gmail.com on our website. Of course, all of our previous shows. The one way we would love for you to be a part of the show is to give us a call, 317-WDW-DADS, 317-939-3237. Leave us a voicemail, send us a text. Um, if you don't want your voice on, on a show, send us a text and just tell us your story, and we'll read it for you on a future show. And uh, that allows you to literally be a part of the Disney Dads podcast. Uh, the last thing, guys, and I ask every week, I'm going to do it one more time, is do us a favor, pick up your phone, slap us five stars, give us that virtual hug, and, uh, you know, if you're liking the show, maybe throw a, a couple nice words down on iTunes there. It really does help us reach more people, grow the show, and uh, improve our Disney community more and more and more uh, with your love to us. Uh, guys, I've had a blast. I've loved it. And uh, until next week, I will be seeing you guys real soon. Have a good night. Good night, buddy. Good night, guys. Katie and Justin's Day of Fun. From Mike... Justin and myself, we want to say thank you, and remember, always keep it Disney. And they all live happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us, and when we're brave enough to listen, and bold enough to pursue, That dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. 
ready to begin. And that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.